Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a and a car. Good day and welcome to the car wash. This is episode number 55. On today's show, a transfer window recap, a PSL recap and reaction, and we figure out what's going on with TTMFC. Whether you're listening to us on the SL Podcast, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Mahi Kang 96.7 FM's Game Time. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Slu Paho. Joining me in studio is former Ajax Cape Town and Mamelodi Sundowns goalkeeper, Mr. Sean Roberts. How are you doing? I'm tight. I'm tight. And joining us virtually is the man, the myth, the legend, Dekomodise. How are you doing, bro? I'm used. I'm good, Slu. How are you, bro? All good, all good. And we start off the show, as we always do, with a terrible, terrible joke of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one isn't my, not, not my best one, so don't judge me, guys. Why, <laughs> why don't eggs tell jokes? Because they'd crack each other up. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. I, I, <laughs> it's, it's just... Man, now we have to build up the... (laughs) 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 Well, All right, uh, up first we start off with pole position. Pole position. Pole position is where we ask a question on our Facebook to our readers and listeners. uh, and We get them to send in voice notes and we ask, whose transfer business surprised you the most this window? Here's what you had to say. Let me start with Mamelodi Sundowns. Kemi Deresmas, Shalulile, George Maluleke, Lesedi Kapinga, Oprimudiba, Ricardo Kors, etc. I think they made good signings, even though some of them have not yet played a single game. Moving to Pirates, Tulane Fatswayo, Tabam Manari, Dion Hoto, Josti, Chukamanja, Mahaka. Pirates made good signings. All of them have already uh, played few games. Another team, I think, is Amazulu. They've signed Olam Lambo from Pirates, Mulenga from Pirates, Memela from Pirates. Today, they just signed Pagamani Masambi. So I think there are three teams that made good signings. I think that uh, Memela's move from Pirates to Amazulu was a surprise for me. And also Pagamani Masambi move from Mamelodi Sundowns to Amazulu was also a surprise because I thought that he was going to stay put or at least move to another big club. And uh, Amazulu has been a busy club of the of all the 16 club in the league and i think that they will stand a good chance at um at least finishing at the top eight or they may as well go on and win the league and there you have it of course everybody uh talking about mamelodi sundowns there but also amazulu um and uh it you know while amazulu did some interesting business uh the question that i'll throw to the chaps on this show is who's done the best business uh, we saw sundowns make a lot of signings we saw orlando pirates adding a few good pieces and amazulu i think surprising everybody with the amount of business they did uh who are you most impressed by this transfer window sean yeah there's, there's, there's a combination obviously um sundowns have opened our eyes to their what's what's the word 
what they want to achieve this season. And we saw that again. We saw them and how they played against Stellenbosch on the weekend. I was very, very impressed. Even though Stellenbosch were, were very poor, I thought uh, Sundowns were exceptional. I really do. Swallows have done well. I think Swallows have surprised everyone as well. They've made a couple of very big signings. Uh, well, not big, uh, certainly some good signings. Um, watch out for them. I, I believe they would be a top eight finishers this season. I really do, surprisingly so. Um, but but yeah, I mean, for me, it, it's it's Sundowns. I'm a Zulu. They, they've stated what they want to do. They've made some big name signings and I hope they're not going to end up like TTM and not pay their players. Um, <laughs> but uh, really yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I, you know, I would, I would, and, and now Amazulu as well. Um, they've just signed the Maklambi and Mortua have joined Amazulu as well. So yeah, I think we're going to speak about that next, aren't we? But um, yeah, Amazulu right up there in terms of surprise, uh, um, surprise signings, showing their intent. We've spoken about it at length on this podcast in terms of we're sick and tired of speaking about Amazulu scraping the barrel every season, 15, 16th position. Um, and I hope, and they haven't had the best of starts, but they're playing well. They're, they're, they're playing okay. And I'm not too sure if they've got the right coaching, to be honest. Let's see what happens there. But um, I think you need, in terms of a coach, you're going to need uh, no disrespect to the coach there whatsoever. I think he's fantastic. I, I think he's maybe a season or two ahead of his time. Um, I think you need uh, a bigger a bigger ego there to manage the egos that are there already, if that makes sense. Um, but your Swallow, Sundowns, Amazulu, for me, uh, are the three top teams. Let me ask you this. We, we saw last season with Pirates when they signed about 11 players, brought mm. them all in, and a lot of those guys were released with the seven that they released recently. Yeah. Um, when you look at Sundowns, for example, They've now brought in 13 people. And of course, we see the, the best of the bunch are Kermit, Shalulile. Sure. Do you think that all 13 of those signings actually have a, a chance at that starting? No, 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 no. And I, I think uh, we said at length before, Slew, as well, when you sign for a team like Sundowns, there is a risk involved. We've seen it now with Riyad Peter, for example, Riyad Peterson, for example, um, who signed a lengthy contract. Um, he signed from Supersports United, a very good goalkeeper, but he hasn't cut it. Uh, and, and now he's third choice all of a sudden. Uh, we're still with a, a year plus, another year option, I presume, whatever is left. So no, uh, the, the answer is no. You do sign for Sundowns. You know you're going to get paid well. You know you're going to get paid. You know you're going to win trophies. Um, are you going to start? That's up to you. That's up to you. Yeah, Teko, yeah. I'll ask you who's done the best business of the window. Uh, Slu, I think Sundowns are up there. Um, I think for me, Sundance um, was expected to do those uh, to those signings. But what's impressive is the guys that have been given a chance to actually play. Uh, mm -hmm. They're doing a great job with Shalulile and Kemet to be specific. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also the way they started as well. You know, you can tell the intention that they still want to dominate and, uh, you know, even beyond borders. But uh, Swallows, I think for me, Swallows, uh, you know, they had a good mixture of, you know, experience and youth. And also they kept their coach and the yeah. way they play in Salas Salas looks like a team that has been here in the PSL for the last four years. Mm -hmm. You know, they're very brave, you know, the way they play, they're very impressive. For me, I enjoy watching Salas play and I just hope that we'll finish in the top eight and, and hopefully build and continue from there. Because of course, there's, there's certain departments that need to strengthen for Salas, but I think if they have survived this season, you know, in respect to opposition, I think they'll give them confidence and courage as well. For Amazon, for me, Amazon, I think Amazon is just building a team to compete this season. Mm. Merely because uh, they know how it feels like to be fighting for your life every season. 
So I think this season's intention is to be in a respectable position, hence the signings that they've done. They're signing people that uh, will come in and, and have an immediate effect on the team. Mm. You know, that shows that they just want to compete, compete and preferably maybe finish, uh, maybe like everybody else that wants to finish in the top eight. But I think for me, what's important for Amazon is is to, to look at maybe from Nexus and look at signing, start signing the younger ones, mm. the younger guys that will be there, you know, in the next five years and continue the legacy of Amazon because of, look at the age group that they've signed. And uh, of course, the quite, there's so many quality players that have signed, but none of the players that have signed have been very, very active in their teams. Mm. Mm. So therefore, it might take a while for them, except for for Mamela. The other guys, they've never been, they haven't been very, very active. You know, it's Pelelem Tembo, um, with the new signings, except the goalkeeper. Mm. You know, most of the guys that have signed, they've never been, they haven't been active in a while. So they might take a while actually to, to gel in. And I think also it, it will take a strong coach with a strong character actually to try and build a team from this experienced players. But I just hope that with meaning being the coach will be able to, to to manage the dressing room because if he doesn't i mean there's so many coaches that are waiting on the wing that are willing to take his job and for me as a young coach to looking at lamin as a young coach i think it's it's you know he's inspiring so many young coaches as well so i just hope that he does well with mm. you know the big dressing room that he has mm. so so take a, a quick question um with amazulu signings Yes, they are a very aged group, without a doubt. What do you think their message is to to their fans? Because I agree with you, you want that balance of experience and young quality. And like you say, there's no one else besides Mamela, really. What is their message? Is their message just to say, okay, we just want to survive this season? Or do you honestly believe that uh, it's like, okay, well, with the experience we've got, we want to fight? I, I think the message is we want to fight. And, and and survive this season and and actually bring the excitement back into the fans yeah because also the fans are tired of supporting a team that is always fighting mm. sometimes the guys fighting is tiring mm. you don't want to fight you want to enjoy the game and I think the fans are in that position where they want to enjoy the game so now Amazon is doing uh something that I, I don't know I don't know how to put it I think they're doing um the quickest thing that they can in terms of signing the players that can actually come in and help the team to 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 survive relegation and probably be in the right right position because if Mamazulu really finish in the top eight they they would have done a good business sure. mm. but for me right now I can't judge them as as they've done good business yes they've signed good good players but the question is will those players form a team will they be able to play as a team would they be able to click with those all those egos that are be that will be in the dressing room yeah and you must understand as well that all those guys that uh that are experienced have been coached by by experienced coaches so now you get into amazulu you have this non-experienced coach will they be able to respect him and follow his instruction and and buy to his ideas even though he's young even though he's still new in the game mm -hmm. so i think those are the big tasks for amazulu and i think being given a chance he might pull it off because i think at some point every coach was young yeah. So I think it's important for Amazulu to give Lamine a coach and to support him as much as he can. And also, it boils down also to responsibilities of the senior guys at the team. They need to be able to help Lamine to, because if, if Lamine achieves, Amazulu achieves. I think both 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 the players in Amazulu are important at this time. At this time, because also you don't want you, you don't want to be in the position where you're chopping and changing. Bring another coach, and you as a senior player, mm. he doesn't like senior players. There's coaches that they can't coach senior players. 
So I think Kamazulina, they're in the right position. Yes, they, 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 even the way they play, they've got good intent. You can tell that there's a lot of changes that have been done, especially mentally and the feeling of the team. But I just hope that will continue. So for me, to, to actually say that they've done a good business, I think time will tell. Yeah, uh, you know, let's let's look at those uh, the late business that Amazulu did as well because they got Vili Motua, which surprised me from Chipper United. Mm. Um, who he did have a stellar season last uh, last season with eleven clean sheets out of nineteen appearances. Um, but another one, Pagamani Masambi, who joins on loan from Sundowns. Um, now, I just, I can't help but think about the fact, and Sheikh Rampedi said something similar on Twitter recently, where he said, this is another opportunity for this, for this player, because he's now at his fourth senior team, and he's 23 years old. Uh, and there's always a kind of story in the background. Do you think, now that we're speaking about egos, that that might be a, a particular one to, to, to watch out for this season? Yeah, it's just it's just interesting. At 23, 23 years old, that he <laughs> should be having an ego. You know what I mean? It's it's. Uh, um, but yeah, I can only hope he does well. He's a hell of a talent. Mm. He's a hell of a talent. He just needs to find his feet and just. Uh, um, he, he's an Amazulu type of player, I think. I really do. But the 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 Vili Morto is an interesting one. I know you said it's a. Um, because they've got Siabonga and Bata. Okay, I know he's... I don't think he's signing an extension. So maybe this is to replace him for next season. It's the only reason I can think of. They've got Neil Boshoff there, who's a very good young goalkeeper as well. So um, I don't think Morto is going to start. Um, I'll be surprised if he's on the bench for the for the first two or three games because Boshoff's a very good goalkeeper as well. Um, it just shows us that Mbata, I don't think, will be there next season. So something's obviously happening behind the scenes. I see. Yeah. So you would still put Boshoff over over Velimoto in terms of uh, talent wise, or, or? I, I, it, I think not a lot of people have seen Boshoff. Um, I think all round he's a better goalkeeper, but I think Moto was a very very good shot stopper. Uh, I think he had an exceptional season last year for Chipper and 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 this season. Uh, you you said the stats now, which is very good for for any player Chipper United or any goalkeeper. Um, but as an all round goalkeeper. I think I think uh, Boshoff is, is is slightly better, but having said that, taking nothing away from Monto, he's earned this move. Uh, he deserves this move, and I'm very excited to see the battle going on between these three goalkeepers now. Yeah, Teko, to swing it back to you and going back to Mashambi, what do you make of his latest move? Uh, it is a it's a season long loan, and I'm sure it's because they looked at can he actually make the starting eleven at Sundowns? Probably not. Do you think we could see a potentially breakout season for Amazulu for him? I think, Slu, I think it's up to him really. Um, I think this this. For me, the way I look at things, I think this might be his last last actually chance to make it and to actually uh, be able to go back to Sundowns because I, I believe with his strength, with his quality, he's still a good player for Sundowns. The runs that he makes, of course, he doesn't finish well, but those are the things that he can actually improve under Amazulu, which is a team that has not so much pressure, not so much scrutiny like Sundowns. I think if there's certain things about his game that he needs to improve, I think those are the things that he can improve it. And Amazulu, but also you must understand that he needs to still compete irrespective of where he comes from. Mm. There's still Majora, there's still Mtembu, there's still Nduli that is still injured. Mm. He still needs to come back and play as well. So there's a lot of competition up front there. And I think maybe with that competition as well, that is not as, you know, as, as 
maybe as ruthless as it was at Sundance, but it's an, it's this opportunity to make it big. It's this opportunity to come back again because you know in football, me, me bra, you you think you're still young, you still have time, mm. and and you realize three years down the line that you actually wasted three years of non playing football, and at that time now you start knocking on people's doors and asking them for opportunity to play. Mm. I think he, if he realized that he's, he's had a good opportunity where many many youngsters wish they could be there. I think if, he, if it's, it's up to him to use this opportunity because I know for a fact that we are getting old and the opportunities come and go. So I think it's a it's a high time that he takes this opportunity and, and focus on football. Mm. You know, this is something that we love. You know, focus on the game. If you respect the game, I've always said that if you respect the game, it will respect you back. And if you don't, it will show on the pitch. You you, st- you start doing things that you never thought that you could. You, you, you Like maybe Sean, maybe Sean can, can tell from the goalkeeper's side, but from a from an airfield player's side, you can't even control the ball. You know, you know a footballer can control the ball with his eyes closed. Mm. But when you don't respect the game, you it, it, the simplest things they become difficult because your focus is not there. So I think it's it's high time, as young as he is, you know, he should be we should be having this discussion of him playing in the Bafana team. Mm. You know, that's the right age to be in the Bafana team. And they sure. have these opportunities, he has the qualities, you know, and then and, and he's been given a second opportunity now again. Mm. He should be doing it. It should be. He has no excuse. Even though with the competition, I think competition brings out the best in players. I think he sees this as a as as as, as a chance for him to actually reclaim his position at Mamelodi Sundance because that's where you want to be. That's where you want to you want to win trophies. You want to be in a team that is full of uh, good footballers that will make you better. And Amazuli has good footballers that will make him better. But it's up to him actually to use that opportunity because if he doesn't start, if he doesn't contribute to Amazuli, there's no way he's going to be bouncing around on loans forever until his contract expires and then then what happens then mm, mm. you know indeed uh an interesting uh, lo- last business move that also happened clayton daniels was released by Supersport united it seems that there was a disagreement in terms of the length of a contract extension and so he's now been released uh but the thing about clayton is that he he was starting in the league as old as he is he was still a part of that starting 11 and what interests me is do you think Supersport might be making a mistake here considering the the few defensive errors that we've seen from them recently yeah I was, I was pretty shocked to be honest uh, I think Clayton's done well yes he's, a, he's an older player but if you see Clayton he's fit as a fiddle he'll always be one of the the fittest guys on the pitch he's the glue in the change room as well he is the sort of player you want in your change room so I think something else has happened here. I don't think it's just a matter of fact of, okay, we disagree on the length of contract because like you say, where does Clayton go? Clayton mm. go to from here? And um, I'm sure he was on a decent contract with Super Sports and I'm not too sure where he's going to fit in at the moment. Mm. Um, so I'm shocked. B- uh, bad business on both parties, I feel. So I, that's why I'm saying I think some, there's more to this story than meets the eye, to be honest. That's in my opinion. Deco, what, do, what do you make of this? What I'll tell you is, knowing how Clayton is, he'll tell us exactly what happened. Yeah. Get him on the phone. (laughs) But I don't think, I was shocked actually, because I think it it, it comes back to that thing that, you know, in South Africa, we're looking at the age, you're not looking at the performance. Mm. And Clayton Dennis has been solid for so many years in Super Sport. Sure. And, 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 And it's okay if you want to introduce youngsters. It's always better to introduce youngsters. But now is, is, is how do you introduce them? Don't sacrifice other people. 
Mm. You know, especially the guys that have been serving the game so well. But I think there's more to it than just a disagreement of the contract. But um, yeah, let's see how this movie ends because I know for a fact that Dave Clayton Daniels won't keep quiet about it. Mm. And I wonder where he'll go. Just stay away from TTM, Clayton. All right. Yeah, I should. Okay. And from that, we move into international news, and that's with our boy Kurt Buckerfield. How you doing, birthday boy? What's up, fellas? I'm good, man. All right. Hey. Curdy, Sean just laughs every time I greet you guys. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, so we start with obviously the, the the somber news. We didn't really get to talk about this last week. Uh, Diego Maradona passes on at the age of sixty. The mm. issue now with talking about it so late is all of the tributes. Everybody said what we, what we get, what, what we probably say. Mm. Um, but I would love to get. One Deco's response because, of course, if you look at Deco's social media, you'll know that he's Deco Donna Mudise. Mm. Uh, so, uh, as a, as a former number ten yourself, uh, how did you how did you find this news? I mean, uh, also being kind of co- uh, compared to him in some ways. Hey, Maradona, ne? Maradona. That's the hey. one. Yeah, I mean, it was said. Look, I, I never had an opportunity growing up to watch Maradona play, but I knew about the guy because I knew how important he was in the game. And of course, with uh, the help of the internet, and then you start seeing all those clips and you start to understand what it means to, the, to, to, to football and uh, why he's arguably one of the best uh, footballers to ever grace the game. Mm. But uh, I mean, to lose, to lose a person like that, especially at that age, I mean, he's 60, and the guys that he actually played with are still alive. And we know that, you know, as, um, as, as human beings, we all we all our own devil that we need to deal with. Mm. And I think he dealt with that even when he was still a professional player and uh, that came on right now to actually be way maybe one of the courses that he was always sick and always seeking for medical attention. But uh, for us as footballers, I mean, we lost a great one. And... Uh, and yeah, man, there's no words to it. I think it's it was it was just a sad day. You know, 2020 may brought brought some things, eh? Sure. Yes. Yeah. It's taken, it's taken, it's taken legendary people, you know, and Maradona is one of them. And uh, and yeah, man, it was it was nice also to see all the, the superstars, you know, paying tribute to to the to, to Maradona. You can tell, you know, that how big that guy is. And and Maradona was just a guy that loves everybody, yeah. you know. And uh, yeah, to lose a person like that is not easy. Yeah. yeah. Now, Kurt, you actually had an interesting perspective on this in terms of how news and 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 the response has been with the obvious goat conversation. What was yeah. and you've written an article on it as well, so listeners go and check that out. But what what do you make of Maradona and all of these comparisons? Well, I mean, so last week I had this realization. Um, it was I think two days after Maradona passed, and it was just that these arguments and conversations we have about who the greatest is of all time are just they're just really silly. Um, and what made me kind of realize this was watching a TV program last week and it showed old clips of Maradona and the same program focused on, uh, you know, Maradona and Pele, the rivalry between Argentina and Brazil. And you had about five Argentines saying that Maradona was the greatest of all time. And then you had five Brazilians saying that Pele was the greatest of all time. And it just began to sound a little silly to me. Um, and my girlfriend kind of turned to me and said, does any of this matter? Like, why is football so obsessed with finding the greatest of all time? And I was like, got a girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, and I, yeah. And I was just like, yeah, it really actually doesn't. And, you know, of course to, to those people in Argentina who witnessed Maradona in 1986 at the world cup 
he's the greatest that that ever lived and of course to the Brazilians who saw Pele lift three World Cups he's the greatest that ever lived um, but to me who's grown up watching Lionel Messi he's the greatest eyes that I've ever seen so so anyway the piece that I wrote basically just looked at the context of all these arguments and how you know generally if you are a 60 year old or 50 year old Argentine you're going to believe Maradona is the best player that's ever lived and if you're a 20 year old in Argentina you might believe Messi is and it just kind of pointed to the fickle nature of, of what all those guys were saying it just sounded a little silly to me um, and I don't think that we will ever be able to categorically say which player is the greatest of all time you know um, and I just make a few examples I, I yeah Ronaldo and Messi have never won a FIFA World Cup but Maradona and Pele didn't uh, perform at that level for 15 years in Europe's top leagues, in the Champions League. So it's basically just how we'll never find an answer. And, and yeah, that was my, my take on it. That's a good analogy. It is. It is indeed. And I mean, there's, there's, there's not much more we can say that hasn't been said already about Diego in the past week. Of course, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a sad loss. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, real quick, let's get some Europe power rankings. Uh, who are Kurt's top five Champs League teams at the moment? Oof, slew. Okay, so I, I think Bayern Munich have to be the top team, right? They've, mm-hmm. they've booked their place in the, the competitions next round already. Um, I still think that they're by far the best team uh, in Europe. Um, certainly in Germany and probably still favourites to to win the Champions League mm-hmm. um, and who, who would you put right behind them I don't know I think we're going to have to go Liverpool based on the fact that they've qualified based on the fact that they're still not, maybe not as strong as they were last season um, they've had a few injury issues of course Klopp's kicked up a huge fuss over the scheduling over fitness problems um, in general but I do think that Liverpool um, would have to would have to still be up there soon. Hmm. Third position. Third position. Oh, goodness, Lou. Uh, yeah, Barcelona. putting you on the spot. I, I, I'm probably going to have to go Barcelona based on, and not based on domestic competition, but based on their form in Europe this season. Four wins out of four. Um, they play on, on Wednesday night again and I back them to, to get five out of five. So I'm going to put Barcelona controversially in third spot. Okay, for four and five, I don't know if you want to just rank or if you want to put dark horses, uh, you know, teams that have impressed you but wouldn't necessarily have been predicted to do so. I think Atletico Madrid. Um, I don't know if you guys are paying any attention to what they're doing this season, but domestically they've been brilliant. Top well. Uh, second in La Liga, but uh, they are, I think, one point behind with two games in hand. They've only conceded one from nine games. And then in the Champions League, they've been pretty impressive. They haven't secured their place in the next round yet, but there's a there's a player by the name of Jao Felix who is making waves, who's been phenomenal this season. Um, I urge you guys to pay attention to what he's doing. Um, yes. And that, that that will be my... Are you watching him, Teko? He's, he's been... Yeah, he's finally coming to the party. Unreal. He's playing brilliantly. Yeah. Brilliantly. So I'll put Atletico in fourth. Um, and fifth place, too, it's difficult. I mean, do you want to take a stab? I, I don't know who I'm going to put in fifth place for this. Got to be Man City, man. Man City, yeah. Fair enough. You know, you know what makes this hard is if you look at... 
like performance in Champions League or performance domestically, you might be able to make a case for Borussia Dortmund um, with Haaland up front. They have, you know, they're finally finding some balance. I mean, they did lose in the league recently, um, but I think you can't read into that sort of thing too much when you look at the talent that they have on display and the fact that it's going to develop over the course of the season. But obviously Man City is still, you know, PSG, PSG. But, you know, the reason why they can't make my my, my power rankings is because you always know the disappointment is coming. Yeah. (laughs) Down the line, it's going to it's going to hit you. You know, I don't don't care what you got to say. I do think (laughs) I do think the Manchester Manchester City shout is is a good one. They've only conceded one in in five games this season in in Europe. So it's been a good start. I'll give that to you, Sean, and Tickle. Thank you. Thank you. But a similar choking hazard in the Champs League. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you very much for joining us, Sweet Mr. Boys. Kurt Buckerfield. Cheers, Thanks, guys. Kurt, Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thank Kurt, you, Kurt, I have a girlfriend, Buckerfield. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and from there, we move on to a little segment we call 10 Quickfire Questions. That's where we get some uh, PSL stars. This time, we actually have a Glad Africa Championship star uh, on the line, and we put them on the spot. This week, we have... Hi, this is Tony Zwane from Richard Spear, and these are my 10 quick questions. Who is the funniest guy in any team that you have played with? Hippo Mabua. Who would you say is the flashiest dresser, always has the new clothes? All right, uh, what would you say is the worst mistake you've ever made in a match? I have limited mistakes, but I'd say it was a game against Utongati where I just misplaced the pass and then they score and then we lost the game on the last minute. Yeah, Hmm. that was it. At Richards Bay, who would you say is your best friend? My best friend, Skaniso Mayo. So far in your career, what is your best footballing memory? Scoring against Ajax. Crack against Ajax, yeah. Nice. Would you say that that is the best goal that you've scored in a match? Well, it was a mistake, but it was the best goal. It was the goal against Sporting during the bubble. Nice. Uh, What would you say is your favorite car at the moment? My favorite car is a Lamborghini Hurricane. And what is your favorite local food? Favorite South African dish? And last but not least, what would you say is your favorite holiday destination? At this current moment, I'd say Dubai. Julie loves to go to Dubai. Thank you, thank you for saying that. We often have players. We often have players just say it and then and then act like they've been, but they've never been. But thank you for saying really like to go. Yeah. And uh, that was the one and only Tony Zwane. Thank you very much for joining us on the show. Up next, we have PSL reaction. So we're just going to quickly react to this past weekend of action. Um, you know, Sundowns and Supersport United win on a weekend which had a lot of one-one draws, including the Pirates stalemate with Barocca. Um, you know, there was a goalkeeping error in that one. There's a goalkeeping error in the Supersport United one. There was, of course, officiating errors again. But um, you know, Sundowns dominant in their three-nil win against Stellenbosch. Uh, your reactions to that weekend of football? We'll start with Sundowns. Yeah, I said it earlier, Slew. I was very, very impressed with Sundowns. And uh, Teko mentioned the link-up play with Shalolile and uh, Kermit was beautiful. Like, it, it, it was really breathtaking. And um, yeah, I, yes, Selimbosh were poor, but, but Sundowns were very, very good. They were mm. very, very good. And um, I, I, was, I was super impressed with them. Um, super Sports United, they played Maritzburg. Mm-hmm. Convincing victory. Bradley Hrubler again dominating. Um, horrific refereeing oh my it was just just 
terrible to watch. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, very good convincing. Uh, uh, well, it could, could have gone either way. If the penalty was given, um, it could have gone either way. But but Supersport again, looking good. Uh, Pirates, Baraka, yeah. Uh, uh, a Fori mistake. Unlike him, it happens. We got to move on. Um, but Baraka looking good, eh? Mm, I'll tell mm. you, Baraka, going it's... forward, Baraka looking good. Do not discount Yo. this team. It's a. Uh, oh, Pirates did not play too badly. Baraka played very, very well. Yeah. And and Pirates lucky to get a point. Yeah, with that last minute one, last minute winner. Oh, sorry, equalizer. Equalizer, yeah. Yeah. Um, going back to Sundown Steko, are you surprised that that front three, Tembazwane, uh, Shalulile, and Kermit are gelling so quickly? Nah, I'm not. I mean, look, Slu in football, you know, we don't even have to speak the same language. But if, if I understand your movements and you understand mine and it becomes a little bit easier. But I don't think I don't think Shalili has 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 actually reached his peak that he was at 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 at, um, at Highlands Park. Because the kind of work that he's putting in, like is very, very impressive. Like mm-hmm. his defensive duties, you know, is chasing down, like he's selfless within Mamdev Sundown's mm-hmm. team. So can you imagine if when he starts focusing on his strength, yeah. like what Kemit is doing? So I think they, they that's a team that will actually grow. And then be more dangerous in terms of the scoring line because once Shalili get his his form, his actual form back, and it'll be a problem. But uh, but Mamlisa Lance is very very solid. But I think they 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 Stellenbosch I think gave so much respect to Sundance from the first minute. You could see the intent yeah. that you know if we get a point, we're lucky. Yeah. And uh, and you can't go into games you know with that with, with that mentality. I mean, you have a whole week to prepare. What are you what are you preparing for? Yeah. Any homest. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, Baroka versus Pirates. Baroka versus Pirates. I think I think Baroka could have sealed the game, could have wrapped up the game, and uh, and managed the game very well. And uh, Baroka, you know, um, the past three games they've been letting goals in in the last minute. I think that's the problem. Mm. And even the coach also complained about that. But Baroka's very dangerous going forward. They don't care about possession. They 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 have speed to actually hurt teams. And 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 Pirates were not playing well, honestly. I think Pirates they were lucky to even get a point there. Mm. Um, Maris back and uh, Super Sport. Ah, guys, that guy, the referee. Eh? <laughs> no, no, uh, the referee. Uh, the referee was on another level. I think, uh, like Sean said, I think the game could have gone either way, you know. But I think Maris back could look at that game and 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 say actually they were robbed because. You know, there's so many chances that went not offside. They threw them offside. You know, mm. one-on-one chances. You know, penalty shoutouts. You know, there's so many things that, that that could have, you know, gone on either side. But I think on the day, I think Marys Beck deserves something there. Well, from there we. Oh, move. don't forget about the Captain City one, eh? Oh yes, yes, yes. Because we did have that in in, in our predictions. The Amazulu Captain City, the penalty outside the box. Ah, oh, guys. Yeah. I've, talk, I've been saying, guys, that after the game, as much as we get uh, uh, post-match interviews from the coaches and men of the match, hey guys, let's get the referee there. So Put him in there. Two minutes, Yana. Rev, what do you think of the game? Uh, uh, because uh, because at halftime I'm sure they, they do have uh, conversations that yeah we got that one wrong let's try and rectify but some of the referees they're not even changing they continue with their form for the first half it's it's ridiculous dude so bad bro it is yeah. ridiculous and 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 you know even even the club bosses are starting to come out now and uh, say that this is this is ridiculous either they're watching a different game or they're cheating but uh, cheating. you know 
since we're looking back, I'm going to skip on over to this week in football history and try and zoom through this. Today we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. Uh, so... This week back in 1905, Arsenal beat a Paris 11 in a friendly by the record score of 26 to 1. Wow. Which Arsenal, as they were known, beat a, collective, a collection of pa uh, players based in Paris. Now, there's no official records. It's widely believed that a few of those players were a part of the French national team. With one notable exception, uh, the, the Paris 11 was a man short. And so they borrowed the services of an Arsenal reserved named W.J. Hodge, a.k.a. Chips. And I just, I just like, I just like that, you know. What the? Ayo, Ayo what? chips. Chips is Ayo, going on, yeah. Ayo chips, come play for the for the Paris Eleven. <laughs> but this week, back in two thousand and three, uh, in the Coca Cola League Cup final, uh, Jomo Cosmos beat Kaiser Chiefs one 0 thanks to a uh, a thirty fourth minute goal by Manuel Tico Tico Putuane. And that match was marred by crowd violence. It was suspended for 30 minutes with chief supporters throwing missiles onto the pitch. Damn. So fun times. Damn. And also this week back in 2012, got to throw it up. Pizzo Musimane was officially appointed as Mamelodi Sundown's head coach. The start of something spectacular. Yeah. And I think from there we can move into the weekend preview real quick. Golden Arrows versus Morocco Swallows. Who do you have there? Swallow still unbeaten, doing very well. Golden Arrows. Uh, I was trying to find their, their last result. I didn't want to make too many clicking noises on air. But um, they're not doing too bad. They're still in seventh position. Um, and uh, they're coming off a 1-1 draw with TS Galaxy. Mm. Uh, what do you make of this one? I'm going for a, a low-scoring draw. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I am. Uh, it's... it's uh... If, if anything, uh, if, if if anything uh, swallows to take it, but Arrows is notoriously difficult to beat at home. They always have been. Um, I don't think I ever did beat them in Durban, to be honest, when I played. Um, but I'm going for a. I'll, I'll go for a one-one draw. Um, mm -hmm. Cape Town City versus Pirates. Cape Town City at home. Um, she's. I, I don't want to say it, but I'm going for a draw again. <laughs> but I don't want to say it. But I, I honestly do believe it's going to be an entertaining draw. 2-2. Two, two, lots of goals yeah, there. It's a 2-2 two, two draw now. Thank you, sir. You see, we are, we're the same people, me and Teko. And then Maritzburg United at home against Sundowns. Uh, uh, yeah, I think a Sundowns victory. Yeah, that's, um, that's bottom of the table versus top of the yeah, table. Yeah, I, I just think what we saw with Sundowns against Stellenbosch was brilliant. It was uh, breathtaking. was refreshing. Um, Maritzburg were, were unlucky not to get a point against or all three points against uh, Supersport but uh, I'm going for a Sundowns win Teko Medisa yes sir Arrow ah, Golden Arrows Swallows um, I think one all draw ah. Captain City Pirates 2-2 two, two. Um, Maritzburg Sundowns I think 2-1 because you know Mudendop had an opportunity now to work with the team for longer mm -hmm. you know probably had a week to prepare the team against Sundowns so uh, knowing how defensively he can be. So I think Mamelodi Sundowns will have a huge problem in trying to break that wall, but it'll be like one of those games, 2-1 win. And Smidendorp. So real quick, uh, some facts about that. If Arrows draw against Swallows, it'll be their fourth draw in a row. Uh, 
Cape Town City Pirates, I, I, I kind of agree with you guys there, but they've both, Cape Town City have been scoring a lot this season, mm-hmm. so it'll be tough for Pirates to defend. And then Maritzburg Sundowns, the first time Ernst Middendorp is meeting the Brazilians since they disappointed him <sighs> last season. Yes. So yes. <laughs> that should yes. be fun. But yes. we got to talk about this TTM players refusing to train situation. Oh. They're protesting unpaid salaries. Oh. Um, you know, half of they said half of their salaries. And also there's rumors of their boss, Lawrence Mulaudzi, being in debt with APSA. But look, this this team... Since, since I think, the, like the whole Bidvestvitz saga, have done nothing. It's been nothing but controversial. Um, what do you think is going to be the outcome of this situation? Do you think they they fix their issues and turn the season around, or do you think that it all comes crumbling down? Slu, we are what are we? Eight weeks in the new season, and this is already happening. Like, where where is the PSL? In this, surely there must be some sort of record checks, corporate governance. It's just, how can this happen? Yeah, because we even saw Manisa, uh, uh, Molongwane. Yeah, they also had contract disputes with the club. Gustavo Paez, yes, Paez as well. Like it's, Shong, it's uh, what's what's that other one? It's not Shonga, but the other one. Uh, who was it? Who was it? The other Is one. Is in now? Is in Amazulu now? Um. Yes, I do know who you're talking about, but I've forgotten his name. Because he's sort of signed and then not signed, right? I remember yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Augustine? Yes. Augustine. That's Melanda. it. Um, yeah, Slu, it's, uh, as you say, it's rumors of boss being in debt. So I'm hoping it's a rumor. Surely you don't buy a club for 60 million and then can't afford to run it eight weeks later. Something's not right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm, it's like we saw this coming mm. a mile away and now it's happening probably six months before we even thought it was going to happen, but it's happening. The PSL needs to step in. The PSL needs to put their hands up and say, right, this is, this is not okay because it affects everybody. Yeah. It's not okay. Deco, as we, as we draw the show to a close, what do you, what do you think of, these, of the situation and the players involved, you know, obviously suffering the most? They are suffering the most. Um, I think TTM has got a glad Africa mentality. You know, those are the type of things that happens in the lower divisions. Mm. You know, we've been there where teams are signing big players and then they're unable to pay them. We've seen that. We've experienced that in lower divisions, but not in the PSL. Mm. You know, I think for players, you know, if, if I was part of the team, I'll say, guys, let's train, but, not, but we're not going to the games. Because mm. I think that's a bigger punishment for the team. Mm. But also, who's, who's winning? In these situations, you know, and I think with 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 the contract being signed, I think you need to respect the contract, and I think it's high time that TTM, um, um, you know, play their part, you know, and uh, and and abide by the rules of the PSL. And this is is and if that doesn't happen, this is where the PSL should actually intervene. Because for me, I'd say before you even buy a team, because even before you buy a car, chief, you've been checked properly. So I think this guy would have been checked properly. And I think he qualified to buy a team because if that wasn't the case, they wouldn't have been able to sell him the team. Mm. So I think there's a lot of issues that are going down there and that affects the players, that affects the brand. And therefore it comes back again. The sponsors are not going to be happy. Plus we have a new sponsor now, the new season. We don't need these type of things. And I think TTM is high time that need to sort their out and they let the players play, pay the players that you're supposed to play to 
pay. If you can't be able to pay players, don't sign the players that you can't pay. Yeah. Simple as that. Because we've seen this. There was a team in the Notre Sejo somewhere that was called FCAK. He has done the same. Mm. Mm. So this is high time that we don't need this in the PSL. PSL has been doing very well. Yes, sir. Even the smaller teams, they've been able to pay their players very well. Yes, sir. This is this is this is setting us back ten years. It truly is. You know, when you're not able to pay players, they're not able to buy petrol for their cars. Your your wow. your, <laughs> your wow. boss is having cars yeah. apparently repossessed. Speaking of cars, you know what wow. I'm saying? What uh, intro? <laughs> what is the car of the week? What an intro! So yesterday, I actually bumped into Tashrik, Mar- Tashrik Morris, a Cape Town City striker, who was driving a beautiful Golf 7 GTI. Can you believe in 45 years, VW has sold over 2 million GTIs? And for a good reason. While this Golf 7 GTI was certainly quick enough when it was launched five years ago, nowadays, when it comes to outright power, it's some way behind similarly priced rivals, such as the Ford Focus ST, the Renault Megane RS, and the Hyundai i30N, which I have no idea what that is. But despite being down on power, it's still quick enough, 0 to 100 in 6.2 seconds and a top speed of 220 k's an hour. This is a very good engine. No wonder why VW sticks it in so many other cars, but it's capable of so much more than what's on offer. Drive a Golf R and you'll soon see, meaning the GTI at times feels arbitrarily hamstrung. If you haven't driven or been in a Golf R, then you won't notice but if you have, there's really no going back. Even though it's effectively an outgoing model, there's still a lot to like about the Golf 7 GTI. Yes, rivals are broadly cheaper, more powerful, and more fun to drive, but that's business as usual. None can match match the GTI for desirability and quality. It's a hugely classy, class-less object that is hard to beat as a day-to-day car, ranging from 450,000 to 800,000 Rand for me an eight and a half out of 10. Very, very nice. Yeah, Love that. You know, I wonder how many of those uh, 45 million Golf GTIs were sold in South Africa because it's very popular. <laughs> a very, lot. very popular a car. Lot. You know, it's, it's not one that I can afford, but you know, if I get the right type of motivation uh, in me, uh, might, I might be able to work <laughs> my way up. You feel uh, me? Motivational quote. Well, a renovational quote this week is from Rob Dalport. Rob Dalport is a football journalist, so it's not a player, but he said something beautiful about Pizzo Mosimani. He said, Pizzo Mosimani is a winner. He is an astute thinker, a dreamer, and he imagines big things. And give him time, he will conjure those dreams into reality. Very, very nice. And at York. Yeah, Pizzo, Pizzo could, could set more records. He still has CAF Super Cup next week. Come on. So if he wins that, it's how many trophies this year? It's, it's, uh, it's seven, six. <laughs> 76. Yeah, yeah, it's six because yeah. technically he lifted the, the Premier League in Egypt, even though yeah. some people will say that it was, it was kind of won already. But still, we give Pizzo his flowers, all we right? We do, bro. He's going to have a full season next year. We do, bro. All righty. Well, that has been the Car Wash episode number 55. Whether you have been listening to us on the SL Podcast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, uh, I have been your host, Slu Paho. That has been Mr. Sean Roberts. Thank you, sir. Of course. And that has been Mr. Tecumurise. Hey, today. And uh, we will see all of you same time, same place next week. Peace. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a slang and a car.